What is the final truth of the great 20th century sage Bhagavan Sri Ramana Maharshi? Now this final truth is going to be hard for many people to understand and it's also hard for a lot of spiritual aspirants to even accept this final truth because it's the ultimate realization that we come to on the spiritual path. Now this truth that Ramana explained to his devotees back in the early 1900s is part of the Brahma Vidya. Now in English, the Brahma Vidya means the science of the absolute or the knowledge of Brahman or Tao, if you will. Now, the Brahma Vidya can be problematic when you teach it to those who are not ready for it. And I will have a video in the future on who should be taught the Brahma Vidya as opposed to who shouldn't be taught the Brahma Vidya. Now, in saying that, Bhagavan did teach the Brahma Vidya to, to those who would come to him. And so we will speak about this final truth that he explained today to try and mine the essence of what he was trying to explain with this final truth. But as I said, a lot of people are not ready for this and a lot of people will have a nervous reaction to this. But I, what I want you to realize is what is it within you that has a nervous reaction to this sort of knowledge? That's what we need to explore. So without further ado, let's see what Ramana had to say. There is neither creation nor destruction, neither destiny nor free will, neither path nor achievement. This is the final truth. Ramana's final truth here kind of rips the rug from underneath our feet. A lot of us think of that we are on a spiritual path, that we are going to attain some sort of enlightenment and so forth and so on. But Ramana takes that rug from right underneath our feet to expose the one who wants to make these achievements, the one who believes they are on the path. Now, to explain this a little further, we should look at one of the great verses of the Avaduta Gita as explained by Lord Dattatreya. I have no birth, no death, and no duties. I've never done anything, either good or bad. I'm purely Brahman, beyond all qualities. How could either bondage or liberation exist for me? So you see, what we understand here is that from the Advaita Vedantic perspective and from the non-dualist perspective, which actually spreads across all of the non-dual schools, no matter whether they are in Hinduism, Buddhism or Taoism, is we find that there's this ultimate reality that is all that there ever was, right? So it's not your life, so to speak. It's the universe's life, or in this sense, Brahman's life or Tao's life. And so what the Avaduta Gita explained to correspond with the final truth, Ramana, is that it's only the jiva that experiences birth, death, duties, etc. And so what I mean by jiva here in Sanskrit is the persona system or the identity slash ego slash sense of self slash sense of agency. And so that's what basically a jiva is. It's the persona system, that accumulative sense of self that is a byproduct of socialization, culture, etc. And so that identity is a fabrication. 
And so that's what Ramana and the Avaduta Gita are speaking about here. A lot of people have questions about, does free will exist? Or is there just the will of God, so to speak? But those queries are all an inquiry of the jiva. The jiva is inquiring into its own nature. Do I, as an ego, have free will? Now, from the non-dualist perspective, all that ever existed was Brahman. All that ever existed was Brahman. Maya, the illusion of reality or the illusion of separation, that measurement of reality, that is what eclipses our view of Brahman because we believe in this jiva, this identity. So we measure reality according to our conditioning. But Bhagavan always harped on about how there was only ever Brahman. Now, this is not new. Obviously, if we go back into the non-dualist schools, we find this within the early tradition of Advaita Vedanta through Shankara and Gaudapada. We also find it within the schools of Taoism with Zhuangzi and Lao Tzu. I mean, there is many schools of thought that coincide with this perspective of that there is only Brahman. And there's a famous phrase actually in Sanskrit called Brahma Satyam Jagat Mitya. Now what Brahma Satyam Jagat Mitya actually means is Brahman alone is real. The world is an appearance. So this body, your ego, everything you see, everything that is experienced through the five senses is only an appearance, an illusion, almost like the waves that arise on an ocean, but it's always the ocean. And we forget that we are always the ocean. So Brahman alone exists. And this is Ramana's final truth. And so we have to get out of this habit of constantly identifying with our sense of persona, no matter what it is that we identify with. If you identify with anything, no matter what physical or psychological trait, then you are under the spell of Maya. And so Bhagavan was always trying to reorient our focus back to the self. Now the self here, not a person, this is self with a capital S, which actually means undifferentiated consciousness, which comes from the Sanskrit Atman. So they translated Atman back in the day as this supreme self with a capital S. But a better translation actually is undifferentiated consciousness, which actually is identical with Brahman. And so that's what really exists within all of us. We are all Atman. The self alone exists. This is Ramana's perspective. The self alone exists. And as soon as you start identifying with certain traits and characteristics that you've accumulated or an identity that you've accumulated, which dissects the world up into this and that, then you are under the spell of Maya and you have lost your connection with Brahman. And so this is the ultimate truth, right? This is the ultimate truth within spirituality. This is the Brahma Vidya, that only Brahman exists, only Tao exists. It's beyond all qualities. It's the Naguna Brahman, not the Saguna Brahman. Saguna Brahman in Sanskrit means with qualities. Naguna Brahman means without qualities. So Ramana really is kind of making a point to all of us spiritual aspirants and anyone in general about when we think we are on a spiritual path, we are going to experience liberation. We are bound. We suffer. Like the Avaduta Gita said, how could either bondage or liberation exist for me? Now that's from the perspective of the Atman, from the Brahman. So it's only from the Jiva, right? The Jiva 
Our persona, our identity is the one that thinks we are bound, we need to be liberated, we suffer. And so this is the ultimate psychological approach to your spirituality. Instead of being so concerned of being on the spiritual path or attaining liberation or this and that, you can fundamentally realize you are the self right now. Enlightenment is only ever in the present moment. It could never be anywhere else. It's not at the end of a journey. It's in the present moment. And so that is what non-duality is always directing us back to. Back to that understanding that it's the jiva that lives in time. It's the persona that lives in this illusion of past, present, and future, as opposed to the Atman or the Brahman or the Tao, if you will, which is the irreducible essence of the universe, which is always eternally now. And from that place, you were never born, you will never die, you don't have anything actually to do. There's nothing you can do. That's all within the field of jiva. Your ultimate state of consciousness is Atman. And that is ever-present, infinite. It can never die. It was never born. This is what a lot of us find hard to comprehend on the spiritual path because we are so invested in ourselves as an identity on the spiritual path without ever realizing that. Even those people who think they are dissolving their ego are still in some sense possessed by the ego. And so you are verily Brahman. The universe is verily Brahman. As Ramana said, there is neither creation nor destruction. There was no universe that was created. There will be no universe that will be destroyed. It's all Brahman. That's all the play of duality, the play of Maya. But can we see the Brahman playing out within the world of forms? Can we bring our consciousness back to the ground of our being so we can feel that irreducible essence within our heart as us doing us? So there is no debate of destiny or free will. These all equate to the jiva, to the persona system. They don't equate to the Atman, which is ever-present, always, and was never born and can never die. Free will and destiny only apply to that element of ourselves that we call a jiva that is born within time that we identify with. But our true nature is not bound by destiny nor free will. It can only ever be in the present moment, and that's where it actually only ever exists. And so we need to come back into alignment with that to free ourselves in some sense from the prison of the identity, the ego, the sense of self. And it is a prison and it keeps us hostage where we suffer. We continue to look through the lens of our own conditioned ego and all of our conditioned egos are different. And so we are superimposing our conditioning onto a world which is pure. But we need to clean that away. We need to clean our mind, clean the vision to see Brahman as it truly is. And once we begin to eradicate our conditioning, then you begin to disintegrate the identity which begins to expand your consciousness because this is the effect of coming back into the oneness of Brahman because Brahman alone is all that exists. And this is the final truth of Bhagavan Sri Ramana Maharshi. So my parting question for all of you is, have you experienced this final truth that the Bhagavan left for all of us to contemplate and realize? Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Aruna Chela Shiva.
Shiva 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 Shiva